Welcome to day 308 of the New Way. Yesterday we read Matthew's account of Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Today we'll look at Mark's account. It is very similar. I'll read Mark 14, 34 through 42. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. We were discussing the decision that Jesus needed to make, whether to obey self and live or obey God and die. It was not an easy decision. If Jesus chooses to die, the unthinkable would happen. He would have to experience the effect of sin. And that effect would be that he would be separated from God. I believe that when God laid all the sins of the whole world onto Jesus, the Holy Spirit left, and Jesus became empty on the inside. He had never been empty, and he was horrified at the prospect of it. God would forsake him and turn his face away. He would know the pain the guilt, the shame of sin, yes. But I believe that he knew that the worst pain in the whole world was being separated from God. And I believe that this fact alone made it the hardest decision ever made. I believe that Jesus was begging God to find another way to pay for the world's sins so that he would not have to experience emptiness and separation from God. Yes, I think he abhorred the sin. I believe he was repulsed by the thought of being covered with the shame and guilt and sorrow that sin brings. But most of all, I think he was terrified of being alone without God inside of him. I'll read the Luke account in Luke 22, 
41 through 46. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer, he went back to the disciples. He found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? he asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. In each of these accounts, Matthew 26, 38 through 46, Mark 14, 34 through 42, and Luke 22, 41 through 46, there is a second part to Jesus' prayer. Besides asking for the cup to be removed, if at all possible, what else does he tell God? Jesus always ended this request by saying that he wanted God's will to be done more than he wanted his own way. Luke records that an angel came down from heaven to minister to Jesus and to strengthen him. And I believe that Jesus made the ultimate decision based on his great love for us. He chose to become empty so that we could become filled with him. He died so that we could have eternal life in heaven with God. He died as the Lamb of God to pay for our sins. As a follower of Jesus, it's a decision we will never have to make. He will be with us for all eternity. Once we invite him into our core, we will never again be alone. But Jesus, our Messiah, made the decision to follow God's plan and die for you and for me. He paid for your sins and mine. He chose obedience over self. He practiced what he preached in his service, Dale.